Welcome to the No Gill Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crown, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you? So we want you to love being a mom again. And in this podcast, we aim to help you take some of your parenting struggles just off their plate, Bree. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite all-time parenting tools that I think really does help relieve a lot of stress that, you know, and you know what? In a lot of cases, it's self-imposed stress. Yeah. A lot of moms want to know, like, how do I get my family to help out more? Like, we feel like we're doing everything on our own. And family meetings are a step in that direction and something that you absolutely need in your family. Oh, yes. You know what? And I think a big thing, too, is that um, I don't know how many other moms can relate to this, but I am stellarly known in my house for not asking for help. And uh, I think a lot of moms right? do that. Just taking yeah. it all on. And then while I'm taking it all on, I start cursing under my breath, throwing around pots and pans a little bit sometimes, getting a little mad that no one's helping. Oh, my gosh. I get so huffy and I refuse to look anyone in the eyes. And they're like, Mom, are you OK? And I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Leave me I'm alone. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And and then I find that like a lot of times when I'm stressed out about things, uh, like I, the example I was giving, if you couldn't tell me with me talking about pots and pans was about dinner. Like I get really stressed out that after working a long day, coming home and then having to put together dinner, that's going to be something that all, all the whole family wants to eat because we have some different dietary restrictions and everybody has different opinions. I was taking that all on, but had a family meeting and we figured out a way that Bree didn't have to be the one to stress it all out. Which is a huge parenting accomplishment. Yes. It yes. was amazing. It was so like, I wanted to almost cry with happiness at the end of that family meeting. And while it hasn't been perfect, it has been immensely better than where it was beforehand. Yes. And we want you to have a parenting win like this as well. So like maybe you've tried family meetings before and they've absolutely bombed and they were so, so painful and you just couldn't like see the point of them. I know a lot of parents get that. Right. Or maybe we're hitting you up and you haven't even heard of one before. Yeah. Maybe you haven't tried them. Or you've heard of them, but they just seem so complicated. You're like, nope. Not even, not so even. In this episode, we are going to give you a plan to do a family meeting as well as what to avoid. And let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay, let's get into these family meetings. We are going to talk about five reasons that family meetings might be failing and what to do about them. Right. So um, let's just dive into number one. Let's jump into number one. So number one, the family meeting was way too long. Mm, I've been, I have actually fell victim to this as well because I'm a talker. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm a talker. In case you haven't noticed, guys, I'm letting you in a little secret. Brie likes to talk. And she has a podcast now to talk as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which helps some. We'll, we'll say that helps some. <laughs> Get out the talking. <laughs> right. But, but what is... Joanne, pray tell, what is yes. too long? What too, is too long? I think that too long is any time that you see your kids or family losing attention. You start to gloss over. Just kind of gloss over. <laughs> but really what we're looking at is when we first start family meetings, I think that people should really aim for like 15 minutes. 
like max at first. Right. If the kids are young, especially 15 minutes. And then up in the upper end, you say 30 minutes. Right. After you guys have done it for a little while, it can go as on as to 30 minutes. Or if somebody in the family is a big talker and the rest of the family, I would definitely say you'd have to have older kids to be able to handle 30 minutes. Like you're not going to do a... 20 to 30 minute uh, family meeting with kids that are six and seven. No, no, they're going to glaze over and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, please make this end. Right. I mean, like, have you ever had a kid that age and you try to get them to even like watch a 60 minute episode of something that's not a cartoon? Yeah. It, just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> or have you ever tried to give them instructions for something and they're like, I know mom. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah, like, I know. Them after step two or three. So yeah. So you definitely want to aim for them to be shorter because if you think the shorter, the better, That really is the sweet spot because you need to catch them at their attention span that they have. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a pretty, that's a pretty straightforward tip. Make it short. That's how you can make your family meetings more successful. So step two. You got to get down to business. Yes. But maybe in your last family meeting, you got down to business too fast. (gasps) Really? Too fast. Because a lot of us, like, we're achievers. We want to get things done. I mean, true. Yes, yes, very much. I'm thinking tasks, the checklist. I know. I'm definitely a person that does not like wasting time. I feel like my time is very, very precious. And it's uh, somehow I'm always looking back at it going, where did all the time go? Why did mm-hmm. that take so long? Yeah, because like, so for instance, in my house, I got very, very upset that I was finding breadcrumbs on the counter every morning. And I was the one having to clean up these breadcrumbs, even though I did not put them there. And so I called a family meeting. And right at the top of my mind was breadcrumbs. That's all I wanted to talk about. These stupid breadcrumbs that were everywhere. But my family wouldn't really get into that one. Right. That wasn't their issue, right? It wasn't their issue. It was my issue. And sometimes with family meetings, we make the mistake of coming with like our set like agenda that we don't make any time for the connection that also needs to be happening in family meetings. Yeah, because I know when someone comes to me and starts barking orders, I'm always really happy to listen. Yeah. (laughs) But did the sarcasm "Um, make it through the mic to y'all okay there? Did it make it through? Um, yeah. So like our point is like exactly what you're saying. Like you need to, you need to have that moment to connect. You need to find the positivity first, because Mm -hmm. if your family meetings are nothing more than being called and you immediately jump into what the problem is yes. as, as a, as a member of that family, I would feel like, Oh God, another family meeting. I'm just going to get yelled at again. Yeah. And then you start not looking forward to family meetings and no one wants to have them, have them. Yeah. So how can we fix this? Well, you can start by making them fun. Like, so, mm. so the big thing you need to remember with family meetings is that you've got it. Like we just said, you have to connect. And how do you connect? You tend to connect with your kids when you're, when everyone's having fun, right? When everyone's in a good mood, that's how you connect the best. Mm-hmm. So it could be as simple as uh, giving compliments to other family members. Mm-hmm. But some of our favorites that we've heard are like playing games, right? Yeah, you could play a board game. We have, oh my gosh, our family has a favorite game. We like Apples to Apples Jr., Ooh, that's, that's a, a great one. game. That's a great game to play. We also, there's a Settlers of Catan for kids Ooh. that we've also been playing. Okay, so my family, it's, uh, we we like a lot of games. Sorry is a favorite, but if we were going to go, uh, this cracks me up. My kids' favorite game, no matter what is going on, I can get them to stop if I say, we'll play a game of charades. Oh, I don't know why they love charades so much, but they do. And it's, it's crazy. I can get... 
anytime, anything I need if I if I bribe them with charades. But I do it sparingly. Don't want it to lose its magic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want it to lose its magic. You have the charades in your back pocket and you're like, do I need to go to there right now? Yeah. 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 But you know, we also have something that I really enjoy in our house. Uh, I don't pull it out too often because again, it needs to be in that back pocket. But I have these little conversation starter games. One mm-hmm. is called Family Meals and another one was for like slumber parties. Yeah. We have one of those as well. Yeah. And they're really good. They come up with like some really awesome just random things to talk about that kind of get us out of our rut of our normal things we ask questions about. Mm -hmm. And some of the answers are always surprising. Like I'll ask my son a question and he will give me sometimes a one word response. And I'm like, hey, can you tell me a little more about that? Uh, And what he says always kind of blows me away because I'm like, I didn't know you thought that way. Right. Always in a kind of cool thing. Like it's just a getting to know your kids more. We did do a fun one the other night. What was our random topic? Uh, Oh, top five foods. Top five foods you can't live without. And then it was like, then we, for some reason, went into after that, like top five desserts you can't live without. (laughs) Food is a big thing I'm noticing. (laughs) Uh, It's a big conversation topic in our family. But still, the point is everybody laughed, everybody connected. And then once you're feeling like you're appreciated and loved, Mm -hmm. you're a lot more open to problem solving, I think. You are, which brings us into our next kind of mistake that people make with family meetings and... You only focused on the problems. Yes, yes. Because again, when someone comes at you and all they have to talk about are the things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, as as parents, if we're calling a family meeting, 90% of the time, it's something that we need our kids to adjust to some degree. Now, I'm yes. not saying that our kids are 100% at fault. But as a parent, I think a lot of times we see it and we're like, well, if our kids could just do X, Y, and Z... And most of the time we are right. If our kids could just do a little bit more of something. <laughs> we are kind of right. But, yeah. you know, we do see our roles as teachers, as parents, more than like punishers. Right. So when we come to these family meetings, we have all the best intentions. We're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this in you so that you're going to be more successful in life. But when we talk about only the problems or the things we need to fix, it brings that whole negative vibe to the meeting and means that people are going to fight you more and more each and every week to do the family meetings because they're a buzzkill. We'll be right back after a quick break. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too and I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. 
The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So so tell, so tell, let's just take like one moment. Like, What is something that, that you have focused a family meeting on in your household? Like, You've had many family meetings. Mm-hmm. I know we've had this conversation. Yeah. So what are a couple of topics that you have brought up before at family meetings that you guys were able to work on eventually? So the breadcrumbs problem. But before I address that problem, we like to play this little game. Uh, sometimes we call it high, low, most interesting. Hmm. But we also have another variation, which is rose, thorn, and leaf. So the high, low, most interesting, like everybody goes around and they say the high point of their day, like a low part of their day and like something interesting that happened during their day. And then at the end, we all talk about like who gets the most interesting of the day. So there's a little competition there. But when we don't want to do the competition, we can do rose, thorn and leaf where it's rose is like the high point, thorn is the low point and a leaf is something that you're looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, that's really great. I like that. Yeah. So it kind of, it brings the positivity in and helps kids focus on, you know, more positive things. Another, right. another variation, because I noticed that my kids were focusing on the lows a little bit too much mm. is I had them do, okay, three good things that happened to you today. Okay. Cause you, that's the kind of thing that you can change up and follow the, follow the um, flow of the family, right? Like yes. where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's a way to add positivity in. That's awesome. So like, so you guys have talked about um, cleaning. It kind of sounded like a little bit breadcrumbs. Yeah, the breadcrumbs. We've talked about cleaning. Um, And then the, gosh, what else have we talked about? There's one that I'm going to mention in the next, the next point we have. Oh, okay. So we don't want to get the one ahead of, so I want to get ahead of that. Um, But you've also talked about, um, well, in my household, when we've done family meetings, it's been about things like studying. Mm. It's been about things like uh, chores. And that one definitely was interesting because in our household, chores is something that we visit on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily being talked down to about the problems. So this is where this kind of works well into this point. It's not always about the problems with chores. Yeah. We check in regularly about them. Mm. So what I'm saying is uh, at least a couple times a year, we check in and go, okay, how does everybody feel about their household responsibilities? Do you feel like they're still fair? Do you feel like something needs to be changed? Yeah. So we had a big change in our family in the last year where um, my, I feel so childish, my my boyfriend Miguel moved in with our family. And so then all of a sudden the chores that we had didn't seem very fair because um, he didn't have any responsibilities. And it was funny because mm-hmm. he was the one that was like, we need to have a family meeting about this because I feel like this is way unfair. I don't have any chores and I see you and the kids doing stuff every week and I need to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So um. So yeah, so sometimes it's about redistributing things, like even just so that they feel a little bit better. And it was funny because uh, 
it just it was just funny how that conversation went yeah it ended with less chores but a boost in their allowance my kids were very happy with that family meeting so instead of just (laughs) focusing on the problems like and by focusing also on the solution you're bringing Mm -hmm. like the positiveness and it's not something that you said oh this is how we're going to solve this problem yeah you were like, how can we solve this problem? Right. And then like in another one too that we had recently was talking about where to go on a long weekend. Mm-hmm. What were we going to do for the long weekend? See, that's something that's not a part. Like it's not the problem in the traditional sense. It's more yeah. of a fun problem. Yeah. It was future plan. It was still a problem it was per still se, a problem. but it was not something that I would typically as a mom be like, oh God, I got to get this fixed. No, it's one of those problems that people look forward to family meetings to solve. Yeah. And I have to admit it was one of our better trips that we've ever taken because we we took the time to have everybody have a say and mm-hmm. everybody got to have a part in it so that when we went on, when we decided to do what we decided to do, which included going somewhere for the weekend, mm-hmm. um, everybody got to have a say. And so everybody felt like that trip was, or that weekend, they were getting to do what they truly wanted to do. That is awesome. is awesome. Yeah. that's So we have three tips for you so far. Now, the fourth tip that your last family meeting may have failed only one person talked the entire meeting. What? And usually when we're the ones starting family meetings, we're like, okay, it's this, this, and this, because that's really what we see in the world, especially in our work and meetings. Like we come and who talks? Right. The, the boss. Right. And you know what? Sometimes a, a big factor I have is I have a really hard time with the silence. You know that. Yes. I and- cannot sit through silence well. And sometimes as parents, I think we think it's our job to keep things moving. Yeah. Because weren't didn't we just tell them that these family meetings can't go long? Yeah. So if it's quiet, I'm burning precious time. Oh, that's true. That not, is like a little like pushback to it. But, but not necessarily, right? No. What I want to really reinforce is that awkward silence is your friend. It is. Because people will want to fill that awkward silence so fast. You will want to fill that awkward silence too fast. And that's where you're like, put the duct tape on the mouth. And see who talks. Yes. Also, like, we need to give our family members time to address their own issues and frustrations. So family meetings aren't just about us. They're about frustrations the entire family is feeling. So, for example, that one breadcrumbs meeting, I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this breadcrumbs and all of the, uh, <laughs> the, the like, cleaning things we're going to do. Oh, my gosh. We have to, like... Addie, if you hear it, my dog is going crazy in the corner chasing sunlight. <laughs> so, but the sunlight no. is coming from her tag. The sunlight's coming from her tag. So it's a never ending source moves. of sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> she just went back to the corner. I don't know if you could hear that. I hope not. <laughs> but that breadcrumbs meeting that I was talking about, I came and I was like, I want to talk about breadcrumbs. And at that same meeting, my daughter came back and she's like, mm, I want to talk about having my own phone. And that's when I'm like, okay. I love that. She's like, hold on. It's not over yet. I have something to bring. I want to talk about having my own phone. And so we then talked about like having her own phone and what to do, like what she needed to do, what we needed to do, all of our concerns about that. But that is, that is not what I planned that family meeting to start us. But it was very awesome though, right? Because when you told me that story, I was like, wow, as a parent, I felt so proud for for your whole family at what you guys have have managed to do because your daughter felt 
okay to bring something to you guys that could have been scary and intimidating. Yeah. But she knew that the family meeting was a safe place where she could say her piece. She could say her opinion and you all would listen to her and you did. Mm -hmm. And And unbeknownst to her, you guys were actually like, you're actually thinking about how it could possibly work out the way she wanted it to. Yeah. And not saying it will, but you guys are definitely looking at the options and listening. We are. And we always try to show that we're listening and family meetings don't mean that all kids get what they want. Right. But we want to make sure that they're heard and that they know our explicit reasons for saying no or ultimately saying yes. Right, right. So I think that's really awesome. So like not not just one person talks at the meeting. Everybody should have a shot. Yes. And um, and you can kind of do that by going into our next uh, family meeting tip where you maybe it didn't uh, go along so well because you didn't have a plan. And that's where like having a loose agenda is super helpful. Yes. And also like we suggest people print out a paper and put it on their refrigerator so that all family matter met, ugh, so all family members can add to the plan. Right. Because sometimes, I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of you all, but I have to write notes for myself all the time because mm-hmm. that whole pregnancy brain thing, yeah, the brain never came back 100% <laughs> after Brie had her two kids. It does. Like, so I have to leave myself notes and little things once in a while to remember something because otherwise it'll, it'll spark at one moment and then... Three hours later, I will have no recollection that I even came <laughs> up with that thought. So, and and I think it's true for our kids too, right? I mean, when they, everybody has a lot going on in our lives. So having somewhere where you can write down that thought when it comes to you and then be able to come back and revisit it when mm-hmm. it's time to actually have that family meeting is huge. Yeah, and a loose agenda you can put together for family meetings is that you always start with something positive, whether it be a positive fun game or maybe it's compliments. Right. There, there's so many, like we already gave like a lot of examples of ways that you could have that positive connection at the beginning of your family meeting. Mm-hmm. And then, then what do they move into? We'll be right back after a quick break. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast 
for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Then they're going to move into what is on the agenda, like what needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. So it's going to, I hate to use the word problem. I like to use the word challenge instead. Oh, I like that. Challenge, problem, it's it's semantics. It's whatever you really want to call it. Yeah. But that's when you move into what is on the agenda that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. And definitely remember what we talked about for the first tip that the family meeting can't go on forever. No. So you might have six things on the agenda, but you're not going to get to six things. It's okay. It is okay to leave them for another time. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. So you go to the first one that's written on there and and you work through that one. Mm-hmm. And you, But you also, and this is my problem that I have, um, that I work on a lot, you don't want to beat that dead horse. Like, what don't, do you mean by that? Don't keep talking about the problem once you all have found a solution. Oh, that's a good a good tip. Especially when it's not like, okay, so maybe the solution isn't what I would have picked. I had it in my mind what we were going to do. But when I brought it to the family meeting, my kids came up with a solution that was slightly different. I get I get that. I've had that experience in family meetings before. Right? And you, And as a parent, we have to sometimes, and this is the scariest part is I'll get out. I have to step back and be like, okay, because in my mind, the whole time when my kids have this solution, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's going to crash and burn. It's going to crash and burn. Yeah. It's no, so like an example of one that we had was um, my kids wanted to be able to do their chores when they wanted to get them done instead mm-hmm. of when I wanted them to get them done. Because I wanted them to get done on Saturdays and Sundays because we had more time. We were at home. It was a better time I felt for them to get done. But my mm-hmm. kids saw Saturdays and Sundays as their sanctuary. They didn't want to be held to the chores had to get done that time. So they're like, mom, let me go. Let me figure out when I'm going to get it done. As long as I get it done before I have to go to dad's house, then we're good. Yeah. And I kept thinking in my head, they're going to crash and burn. It's never going to get done. And I will admit, like we checked back in a couple of times and um, it wasn't the best, but they, they were able to identify why they didn't get it done in time. And still wanted to have another chance. We did it. And you know what? Within a couple of weeks, they did have it down. And they were doing it their own way, which included getting some chores done on weekdays. It's so scary to give up that control of like what's happening in the house and when it's happening in the house. But I think that especially if you're listening to this right now, like once you do it once and you see the benefits, you're going to be more likely to give up that control more and more and have your family members really think of the solutions and kind of reframe your own solutions as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. And my yeah. other thing is it's hard for me to keep my excitement when I see them problem solving. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
don't, I'm so excited. Don't act too excited. Act cool. Yeah. Act cool, man. Act cool. <laughs> they'll, they'll totally like stop doing it if you're too excited. They're like, oh, this isn't, especially the age of kids we have. Like 11, 12 year olds, 13 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. If you get too excited, man, then suddenly you're the weird parent. Yeah. <laughs> So those are the five reasons that your last family meeting may have failed, or if you haven't started one yet, some little pitfalls to be aware of. And those again were, it was way too long. You got down to business too fast. You only focused on the problems. Only one person talked the entire meeting and you didn't have a plan. And to fix that, some quick tips, keep your family meeting short Yep. 15. Uh, you want to keep it to 30 minutes or less. 15 mm-hmm. is actually your sweet spot for most ages. Add a fun game to the beginning of your family meeting. Whatever you guys like doing is always fun. It can be short. It can be long. But, you know, hey, just make sure you have that connection first. Focus on some fun problems like planning vacations in addition to the struggles. Right. It doesn't always have to be the tough, hard work. There can be positive, fun problems you're working through. Give everyone time to talk during the meeting, even using that awkward silence. Right. And that's really all I'm going to say. Yeah. Try not to say it too much. <laughs> You're going to try to use the awkward silence. <laughs> yep. Thumbs up, man. And have an agenda. Post it on the fridge. Have people write on it. Right. Because there's nothing worse than having a family meeting and you find out that your your kids didn't feel like they could say something. Yes, exactly. So, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, can you hit that subscribe button? And me and Bree will be appearing in your podcast folder every Tuesday and Thursday when new episodes come out. And if you have a quick second, can you rate and review the No Guilt Mom podcast? It helps other moms find it. Apple Podcasts then like shows it to all these other people. So we would really appreciate if you could take two or three minutes just to leave us those stars. We hope we deserved your five stars. And just a quick like little two to three sentences about what you enjoyed about the podcast. Oh, I found a great one. Can I read it? Yes, go oh, for I love it. reading reviews. Okay. So this one is by hashtag living it. And it says pertinent and practical. The content is exactly what I am dealing with in my parenting journey. And I am able to implement the strategies the same day. I'm also getting great books to add to my reading list and I want to read them all. Thank you so much for helping me feel less guilt as I grow as a parent. Aw, Great big virtual hugs. Big oh, thank virtual you, virtual hugs. So until next time, remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.